I am super excited to dive into today's podcast episode because I have a very special guest. Today I'm joined by Lisa, who is one of my students, so I'm a little bit biased in that I think she's amazing. But Lisa, I have been working with for almost a year now, and she has done every single one of my courses. So she came through Get the Gram initially, then she signed up to the Dishing Up Digital School to pursue her social media management side hustle. She scaled to the point that she has now left her full-time job and is a full-time social media manager. And now she is working with me in my exclusive high-level mastermind scale on social. So it has been incredible watching Lisa grow and being part of her journey. And I really wanted to get her on the podcast to chat a little bit about her growth as a social media manager and hear her best tips and advice. So we talked about a lot of really awesome topics. Um, You'll get to know Lisa a little bit more of her background and what she does. But we also talked about her niching journey and choosing a niche as a social media manager. We also talked about the big topic of pricing, what she charged initially when she first got started versus what she charges now and the journey to to get there to those higher prices. We also talked about some of the highs and lows of this industry and this job and the creative fulfillment that she finds in social media management compared to her previous job, but also some of the downsides of getting stuck scrolling, getting stuck in comparison, getting stuck in just like being consumed by your phone. So this is a really lovely chat with Lisa and I am very proud to have worked with her on her journey. And if you guys are interested in starting your own social media management journey, don't forget to check out some of my resources linked in the description below. I have an awesome free webinar that you can sign up for and also some PDF guides. So without further ado, let's get into this interview with the fabulous Lisa. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. So before I dive into my questions, I want to hand the mic over to Lisa for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about you, your journey, and how you got started as a social media manager. Yes, of course. So hi, I'm Lisa. Um, I'm 27 years old and I live in Switzerland. And I got started in summer um, 2021. Um, then I... Um, made one of your courses, Digital Up Digital. And then I started working with clients at nine months ago, I think, yes. And now since September um, of this year, I'm a full-time social media manager. Yeah, 
yes. like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love hearing that. It's been so cool watching your journey and then finally going all in on your business. I know this wasn't on my list of questions that we just went over, but I have to ask, <laughs> how did it feel in that moment leaving your job or making that decision? Because I know that's such a stressful or emotional time for so many people when they're like, oh, I want to go all in my business, but I don't want to leave my job. And how did that sort of process feel for you? Yeah, it felt definitely really crazy, to be honest, because from the beginning of the year of this year, I knew that I want to quit my job. I knew that I want to go full time um, with my own business and just spend all my energy on my own business um, and it was a really long process so it has been six months of me thinking about when is the right time to quit and then I just I came to the point where I worked with three clients and also worked um, three days a week um, in my job so much work to do such a heavy workload and then I decided I need to quit now even if I don't know if I will have enough clients um, who can pay me um, in the future I don't have contracts like for example until the end of the year I just had um, one month contracts or maybe three months contracts but then at the end of June, I decided to quit my job because I really felt it was the moment to be brave and just to take the step now and just try it. And if it doesn't work, I still can go back to corporate. I can't lose anything big. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Bravery is such like a word that sticks out to me that you said there. And I think that is the real secret, isn't it? People always mm -hmm. talk about how did you leave your nine to five? How did you go learn in your business? And sometimes there is no hack. It is just being brave and taking a little bit of a, a leap of faith, which is awesome. And things are going really great in your business so far. So a little bit of a cheesy question, but what has been your favorite part of this job so far or your favorite part of this journey? Any sort of highlight um, from your experience? So the main reason why I chose social media management was um, in my old job, I felt like a little bit pushed into a box maybe that I don't like and I couldn't live my full creativity as I wanted to and I couldn't yeah like live my ideas or yeah no I totally get that I think if you're a creative person you can definitely feel almost like stifled from having you know a rank of bosses and managers who are just like no this is your task and this is your box and you must stay in it. And any ideas that you're like, oh, but what about that? And they're like, no, that's not the way things are done. Like you are restricted a little bit. Was that kind of the feeling that you had going on? Yes, I think it was exactly that. And also I was missing like the time flexibility and also the freedom to just decide by myself um, when I wanted to work a little less or go on this trip, weekend trip because I worked um, almost every Saturday and I was like, I like it, but I can't see myself uh, doing this the rest of my life. And I also mm. wanted just like a new challenge. And I knew that um, 
starting my own business just felt so right for me because it really um, combines like the creativity aspect, but also the business-minded aspect, I would say. And I really like these two together and yeah, for my self-development, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like it. That's beautiful. I love that. And like, I know that you went on a trip recently for a family celebration, a family birthday in Italy. Did you have like a pinch me moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I can actually just like go away on holiday and, you know, have that flexibility with my job? Yeah, it was really awesome. I really, at first, um, as we went there, I thought like, maybe I I will work um, and do some things, but I ended up just taking really that break and enjoying the time with my family because I realized that taking breaks it's so important especially because our work is on the phone we really have to set Mm. boundaries and not be on the phone like 24 7. I really liked that um, I saw that because I prepared everything um, it wasn't a big problem um, for me just leaving for four days yeah. I love that. It's definitely a challenge I can relate to in terms of like detaching from my phone. Mm-hmm. And just this week, like, I, I think I'm pretty good at it, but I'm, I'm taking it a step further this week and challenging myself to like have my phone outside of my room while I sleep and also not use my phone for the first like kind of half hour that I wake up. And it's interesting how challenging that's been for me. And I'm like, it's, it's I'm sleeping. I don't need my phone. But on that topic, what has been one of the the challenges or the most challenging parts of this journey so far for you? Yeah, so definitely not scrolling too much on social media. I think that this is a really big challenge. And also with my clients, just to keep up healthy boundaries and just to know my worth and also know my even if I'm not um at the expertise I wish I am but I I still know a lot um today about social media and about Instagram and just to not uh, how do you say that I don't know (laughs) I don't know the word wait too too much like Uh, pressure on yourself yeah maybe perfect and yeah maybe it's that yeah and how do you find like, I? what I love about you is the fact that when you're like, oh, I don't know the English word for this. And again, this wasn't on my list of questions. So I'm throwing this at you. But like, I love that you've come on this podcast with me and you're like, actually, you know, English isn't my first language. And also I have a Kiwi accent. So it just amazes me that you can even understand me because I'm like, my accent is awful. Um, but how have you found this process in terms of starting an online business when English is not your first language? Because what I love about you is you've leaned into that, right? You have made your home, Switzerland, kind of like your your niche and your mm-hmm. kind of zone to just master. Can you sort of tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I think to get started with courses, there are just so much more options in English. So I follow a lot of um, English creators and also of course you and then Vanessa Lau for example and other um, creators from the US and then I needed to decide um, on which language I wanted to um, get started with my own Instagram channel and then I really thought the most authentic language for me is Swiss German and 
you need to know that Swiss German is different to German. Mm -hmm. So Germans normally don't understand us. Oh, so funny. <laughs> so it's a very small um, amount of people who understand um, Swiss German. But I really decided to do it on my first language because um, the Swiss market is small, but still there are a lot um, compared to the amount of people who are living in Switzerland. There are really um, a lot of businesses who are here. And I know there are a lot of businesses who need help. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just so much more authentic to them if they see like a social media manager who is talking Swiss German and who really lives in Switzerland that they want to work with me. They prefer me maybe over a German social media manager. And yeah, that's why I um, decided to do my channel on Swiss German. <laughs> I love that. And it's really funny that you say that because I think for my own journey, I started with local New Zealand clients because I was like, cool, this is where I can get momentum. Um, people are attracted to working with someone who's local. And then for me, I was like, okay, now it's time to go to the US market. Like this is so much bigger, shinier, more attractive to me. And the funny thing that's happened in that process is by getting more attention and more clients in the US, people locally are like, oh my gosh, I want to work with you. And I just think no one should ever, as much as like, the US market is amazing. I don't think anyone should underestimate the local market and the local businesses around them. Um, and I've still kind of stuck with that in terms of my client base. Half of them, around two or three are around New Zealand clients. And then I'll have another two or three or four, depending on the month, who are international, um, which has been really awesome. And coming back to the topic of niching, um, I obviously have a little bit of context about your, your journey and you choosing your niche. Um, but could you share with the podcast listeners how you chose your niche and how your niche journey has kind of evolved and the type of clients that you work with now as a social media manager? So as I got started, I thought I want to work with only sustainable businesses um, like nine months ago. And then my first client was a meditation coach. And then I thought like, perfect, this is exactly um, what my niche is in. But then I got other requests by um, other companies who doesn't fit exactly in that niche. And then I just decided I want to work with, with them because of course I want to get as much experience as I can. And then I opened up my niche a little bit and now I work with a lot of different clients, a lot of different niches. I work with service-based clients, but also with product-based clients. And I really like that diversity and also like that change in my day-to-day -day job, just to not working every day, as example, uh, for beauty products, just to yeah change it up a little. Mm. And now I just decided that my niche is I want to work with businesses who makes the world a little bit better. So maybe they're selling sustainable products or maybe they're just um, helping others to develop themselves or yeah, that's just my niche. And I'm not very narrow at the moment. I'm just open and especially if someone's seeing my Instagram channel and is coming to me, 
of course, I would try to work with them. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I think I have so many people coming to me at the moment who are like, Oh, my niche, what should I niche down on? Is this a good niche? Or is this a bad one? And people put a lot of pressure onto it. And I think it's nice to have an example like you, where it's like, Hey, you can actually change your niche. It can be fluid. And I know one of the things that I teach in the Dishing Up Digital School is like, sometimes when you first start to get those first couple of clients, it is good to really niche down, right? But in terms of the niche journey, it can begin to broaden, you know, it kind of has this like opening funnel shape, because as you gain more experience, you get more referrals, you build up a bit of a reputation, more and more people want to work with you. And for me, like I have such a variety of clients. I have one who's like a a yogurt manufacturer. I have one who is like a, a marketing coach. I have someone who sells crystals and they have like a physical crystal shop or a couple of crystal shops. So there's a whole variety and you're exactly right in that having a broad niche is super fun because there's so much variety in your day and you're challenged in so many ways to create different kinds of content, which is awesome. The other thing I really wanted to pick your brain on, Lisa, was pricing. Another hot topic for new social media managers, what to charge, what is their worth, all of those questions. And I know having worked with you in the Dishing Up Digital School and now um, the Scale on Social Mastermind, you've been on quite the journey. Could you tell us about what you were first charging as a social media manager and what you are charging now and kind of reflecting on that journey and how it makes you feel? Yes. Um, Just by thinking about my first prices, I just rolled my eyes because... (laughs) I thought it's just so low prices but for really the first um, experience I worked with a friend for free and I don't know if I can recommend doing this because I really felt the difference between working for for free and working paid because the appreciation is not as big if you work for free versus if you work for a salary of course and um, then I started I think with my basic social media package I started at 380 Swiss francs I guess I started working um, for the first three months with my first client and then I realized um, how much work it actually is and then I realized how bad Um, my hours are paid in that package and then I I, at the end of these three months I really felt like I'm hustling so bad and I don't get as much appreciation as I wish and also the quality of of my work I saw compared Mm. to other social media managers was just very good like the videos especially the reels were really good quality and also with a good concept and also performing good and then I really leveled up my prices and for my basic social media package I think I was at 1200 Swiss francs yeah in spring and then I had also a lower package like just to to get in and then when I started um, the mastermind scale on social I thought again about my prices and then I realized I need to hire them just um, a little and also 
to another offer um, to start. So now I'm offering a social media strategy for 390. And I think it's really a good, like it's very valuable because businesses can work with me and then I set up um, ideas and just recommendations for their business. And then if they really like um, my ideas, they can start with work with me monthly if they want to. And yeah, I think it's just really a process and just to maybe start looking at your prices every six months mm -hmm. and then hire them a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny when you look back on your journey like that and you're like, oh, that like 350, that was like so cringe. I'm totally the same as well. Like I started around that two to $350, $100 mark. And it's funny how in that moment, it feels like so much money and you're so scared to pitch to someone and be like, this is my price. And then you look back within like a matter of months and you're just like, Psh, oh my God, that was nothing. Like... <laughs> And it's just so amazing how we evolve like that. Um, now, that was the end of my my list of official questions. And I kind of wanted to wrap up by picking your brain a little bit. And we know that most of the people listening to the Dishing Up Digital podcast are social media managers. They're either working with clients, they're wanting to work with clients. And I'd love to know from you, from your experience in this journey of the last year, what would be your number one piece of advice you could give to a new or aspiring social media manager? What's one thing maybe you wish you knew when you were starting out? Or something just reflecting back on your journey, you're like, oh, that is a good lesson that I need to share. So my number one tip is to tell everybody, you know, that you are doing social media management because I got two, yes, the two of my first clients were only people I know from friend as a friend. So I posted about it on Instagram and then a lot of people who are living in the same town as me um, were like coming to me and that, oh, I saw that and how interesting and maybe I know someone and or maybe, yeah, just to get started, I don't know, just ask everybody. And I'm also a very introverted person, so I know it's not easy to say that, <laughs> but trust me, it's just, it's so valuable because if people are getting recommended to you, um the trust is just on another level mm. because they already know you a bit versus completely strangers from the yes. internet so I think that's a good advice maybe I love that I was totally the same like you're so embarrassed to tell people initially and I don't know why we're like that eh? I don't know why we're like ashamed or feel like people are going to judge us um because if someone judges us that's their problem that's a them feeling that's something they need to sort it out so we really just need to focus on our own journey but I was the same like when I started telling my my extended family and friends suddenly my auntie was like oh I'm doing some accounting work with a local florist they need help with their Instagram and she just went full noise like she pitched me to this client and made me sound like the most amazing person in the world that they just had to hire and again I did like a little bit of a discount I was just starting full-time at that point so I gave them a good rate you know family friend discount which I probably wouldn't recommend but it was just awesome to see how family and friends can kind of get behind you and sing your praises 
and help you sort of grow that network. And like you said, there's nothing like a referral or, you know, someone telling you through word of mouth, like, oh, you must hire Lisa. Like she's really good. She knows her stuff rather than getting like a cold pitch. Um, I think that works really well. And yeah, that was all of my questions. Is there anything else you want to share, Lisa, or you want to share how people can follow you, get in touch with you? Yes. Yeah, so um, if you want to follow me and speak maybe Swiss German, <laughs> um, my Instagram handle is at lisa.socialcosmos. And I'm also on TikTok. And maybe I want to add something on the question um, of niching down. Yes. Yes. So what I realized, um, I'm really open if someone's coming to me from different niches. But when I'm pitching, I really focus myself on businesses who are in that sustainable niche. I love that. That's a good tip. Yeah, definitely like being open to opportunities, but also when it comes to you approaching people, you go for like your dream businesses. I think that's all your dream clients. I think that's something we've really focused on in scale on social. If if you are a social media wanting to scale like Lisa, increase your prices. You do need to pick who you're pitching to, right? You need to pick those businesses that are really aligned with you, your values, and the ones that you've kind of done some research and you can see they've got a little bit of extra cash to be spending on a social media manager. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me for this chat, Lisa. I will drop all of Lisa's Instagram and TikTok links down below if you guys want to check her out. I do not speak Swiss German, but I love liking them anyway. (laughs) It's also kind of fun for me to like figure out like, oh, I think I know what she's talking about here. All the the classic translation on the caption. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Ellen. Awesome. Thank you, Lisa.